This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. This SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SideCast is a visit with Eric Heft as we preview Saturday's big game between Iowa State and Texas. The winner will very much be alive in the race to reach the Big 12 championship game. And Iowa State enters with a five-game winning streak. We hope you'll enjoy this game preview with Eric Heft. Eric, you've been around some big games uh, in the history of Iowa State football, but this one has to be certainly toward the top with everything that's riding on it for Iowa State. And um, it's, it's just awesome to think that this group of guys has put themselves in this position. Come on, John. You know, every game's a big game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. This is like up the top of the list for me, and I've been around since, uh, well, a long time. Football had been invented, but this, this group has really just continued to achieve. And really, you want to play meaningful games in November, it's kind of a cliche, but, but you do. And, and there are a lot of steps you have to take and a lot of processes you have to go through to get there. And this team has done it. But going back over the years, I mean, you know, I remember the first bowl game Iowa State went to in 1971 and 72, and then they went in 77 and 78. And you kind of think, well, okay, this is going to be a pretty regular occurrence. Back then, there weren't that many bowl games. Uh, you had to be about a top 20, top 25-ish kind of team to be in. And then you go 22 years without. So I remember getting into, you know, when, when Lane Danielson caught the pass from Sage Rosenfels down at Oklahoma State to make him bowl eligible in 2000. That was big, you know, and, and they had a really good year. Uh, and been some other really good, exciting moments, opportunities that just kind of slipped through your fingertips a couple times in the mid-2000s. But uh, right now, John, this is like unbelievable, uh, especially when you consider uh, a one-and-three team, you know, who – it just seemed like they were snake bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you lose the first game, and then you lose Kyle Kempt in, you know, in what turns out to be your real first game on the road at Iowa. Uh, you know, things just, just really weren't clicking. Your schedule was extremely difficult. Oklahoma, uh, TCU front-loaded. Uh, so you're thinking, man, kind of star-crossed. Maybe this, this is not going to happen this year. Guess what? It happened. It's happened, and now you know, we don't know what's going to happen Saturday night, but I'm really excited to see these guys take the field against you know a storied program in a huge stadium uh, with a lot on the line for both teams, equally for both teams. And you feel like if Iowa State goes in there and executes, they have a chance to win the football game for sure. And they, they've they've proven they belong. This is not some fluke. They've proven they belong. Well, you know, you're ranked, you know, in AP and coaches, you know, uh, but that college football playoff poll, I think that's that's big time. You're 16th in that. Uh, you've established yourself in the eyes of, of college football experts as somebody uh, who is very formidable. And it's not smoke and mirrors. You are a good, solid football team. Uh, and you go into a pl- play another really solid football team yeah, with a legitimate chance to win. You, you just have to do what you've been doing. That is not make mistakes. You know, don't turn the football over. Uh, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, you know, and, and limit big plays. I mean, those, to me, uh, are the biggest keys. And easier said than done, but I think Iowa State has the horsepower to do it. When Brock Purdy came into the game against Oklahoma State, what we witnessed was just amazing. And in the back of your mind, though, you had to think just a little bit, can this sustain itself? Can he continue to play like this? I mean, I, I thought he was a very good player, don't get me wrong, but – He's continued to play at a super high level, not make mistakes, um, lead this football team. 
it, it's amazing what he's doing. You know, the first half against Oklahoma State, I mean, they were really taken by surprise. They had prepped for, you know, a quarterback in Zeb Nolan who's not mobile. He wasn't going to factor in the run game. When he came in, I mean, they were – it was a scramble drill for them. They adjusted at halftime and, and not did a better job, but Brock was still very effective. So that's where you're right. You think that next game, okay, you know, they're going to do a lot of take, be able to take some of that stuff away. Uh, but they weren't. And he's just continued to improve. I think he played his best game uh, wire to wire against Baylor. Uh, now, I know some people might disagree with that, but I thought he made the right decisions almost every time, except for the one time he didn't throw it away. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, uh, that's pretty good. If you have a true freshman playing quarterback in a great football league and he makes one mistake in a football game, I think most people could live with that, especially when his upside and some of the throws he makes, the decisions he makes, his ability to run the football, I mean, far outweigh multiple mistakes. Well, as you're saying that, I'm sitting here thinking of Sam Ellinger, too, because he's really done the same thing for Texas's football team that Brock has done for the Iowa State football team. And in terms of having that dynamic guy at the quarterback position, that just changes your whole outlook. You know, and, and I didn't know if he was ever going to be the guy, uh, to be honest. And he came in and he split time with Shane Bichelle. And I, I really believe that quarter, this kind of average quarterback play has held uh, Texas back. They have a lot of talent on both sides of the football, but I thought the quarterback play was pretty spotty. And he has really turned it on. I, I think his ability, I think he's a more accurate passer now. We know he's got a strong arm. And we saw what uh, Charlie Brewer was able to do to some extent against Iowa State a week ago. Uh, and, and Sam Ellinger is like Charlie Brewer, except he's better. Uh, he's a better runner. I mean, Charlie may be a little faster, I, maybe not, uh, but he will lower his shoulder. He'll try to get the extra yards. He is where Charlie Brewer is not really a factor in the run game. He's more in the scramble game. Ellinger will be a part of their run game package, and Iowa State has got to account for him. Uh, but you know, he's thrown to some really good, very talented big guys. You know, and, and little Jordan Humphrey uh, and uh, and Colin Johnson. I mean, those are two you know two Hakeem Butlers, if you will. And I thought you know, watching last week's game for Texas at Texas Tech, uh, the number of plays and the importance of plays that Ellinger to Humphrey made, just incredible. And that's something Iowa State's going to have to really account for. Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to sponsor Iowa Farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Ellinger hasn't thrown a pick since their opener against Maryland. Purdy hasn't thrown very many picks either. For young quarterbacks, I mean, these two guys are taking really good care of the football too, which kind of makes it feel like, man, any turnover in this game is going to seem like a huge deal just because neither one of these teams hardly ever turns it over. They're both top ten nationally in terms of taking care of the football. Well, that's what I said earlier. You know, you got to take care of the football in this game. Even if you don't get any turnovers, especially if you don't get any turnovers, you can't turn it over. And you mentioned, you know, Brock. Brock has two interceptions on the season, his first two games. Uh, nonsense. So he talk about progression of a young guy. Uh, it's going to be very important. It's going to be very. It's a hard-hitting Texas defense too. Uh, we saw him strip the ball from the quarterback a couple of times last week. Uh, Iowa State has got to do a good job in, in ball security in the run game too, because you know you're going to be playing without David Montgomery for a half. Got to be a huge focal point. Is, is keep that football wrapped up. And how does that change things? Not having him in there for that half. Well, you know, you're a glass half full guy, John. Yes. I, th I thought you were. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, David's going to be fresh in the second half. <laughs> He's going to have fresh legs and ready to go. I have a lot of faith in Kane, uh, and certainly uh, Sheldon Crony had a huge play in the screen game uh, last weekend. You know, and Johnny Lang had a touchdown run. I think these guys are very capable, you know, uh, you know especially when you throw the threat of Brock in the run game as well. I, I think they're more than capable. Uh, am I going to be happy to see David back? One of the differences probably between David and the other guys, the complete nature of his game, you know, blocker, pass catcher. I mean, he can do everything. The other guys maybe don't have quite every bit of it, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge factor. Offensive line play has continued to improve as the season's gone on, and what's been nice is there's been continuity there for a few weeks now, and then that just makes such a difference when you have the same five guys out there. That's, we talk about depth at some other positions and wanting to play two and three guys. At that offensive line, you really want to use your same five guys, and Iowa State's been able to do that. Well, you hope they're good enough yeah. you know, uh, to have when you have five. And I think right now uh, with the emergence of Colin Olson, I mean, I think he's blended in very well. Uh, Colin Newell playing well as a freshman at center. Uh, and Kniffle. Uh, Really pleased that he wasn't ejected from that game and had to miss the first half, you know. But but they're working together a lot better. Uh, I think the tight end play has maybe played into that too. I, I think uh, the blocking, whether it be Sam Buckner or Charlie Kohler, uh, I think those guys have really stepped up their game too. So that helps that run game a lot. And a quarterback or a quarterback whose best friend can be that tight end sometimes, I think that really softens things up too. Charlie Kohler becoming a real factor in in the passing game. I think that's going to help the run game too. Iowa State and Texas get going at 7 o'clock on Saturday night and our broadcast on the Cyclone Radio Network will begin at 5 with Brent Bloom and Ben Bruns. Hope you can join us. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.